0: Love, talk radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor A Sports with Kevin Taylor. I am your host, Kevin Taylor, as we are rocking the sports bell from the ATL. So glad to be back with you. Took a few weeks off there, but uh, we're back with you now to give you the best, of course, of what we have of coverage right here on TaylorMakes Sports with Kevin Taylor from Atlanta And, uh, you know, it's a a lot going on here locally, and uh, we're going to share some of the big exciting events and news with you right here on this program. So make sure that you stay close because we're going to talk to Andrew Carleton of the Atlanta United. He's a midfielder, and I was able to talk to him after last week's game, uh, after the United's home opener, their thrilling home opener, against D.C. United. And so we'll talk about – uh, of course, their game on Saturday coming up against Vancouver, and also you'll hear from New Georgia men's head basketball coach Tom Crean. So we're gonna get comments from him as well. So make sure that you check me out anytime on social media to keep up with what's going on at Kevin Taylor ninety eight. Again, that's Kevin Taylor ninety eight on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also check out the Taylor Sports minutes that I've been doing as well. so taking you inside. The locker room getting you, uh, you know, maybe an in-depth feel for players. And uh, just, it's a little small feature there that uh, in, uh, goes along with Made Sports as well. So uh, thank you so much, as always, for listening and being a part of the program. You know, I love you for doing that each and every time we do the show. It's been uh, seven years now. Yeah, this past week was our anniversary. Seven years. So this is going to be our anniversary show. Seven years of being with you. It was March 14, 2011. Can you believe that? Wow, seven years. Unbelievable. <laughs> so I don't doubt about it. We've had, we had a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to uh, continue to do so right here on the program. All right. Well, Georgia State, they had a lot of fun in Nashville, at least for the first few minutes as they were in the NCAA Division One tournament, it was 15 seed, taking on the number two seed of Cincinnati, but uh, Jarrett Cumberland, had 27 points and 11 boards, and he set a career high in both categories on Friday, and Cincinnati, they actually recovered from a slow start, and uh, they blew a 10-point lead in the second half, but they beat Georgia State 68-53 in the tournament. Cincinnati, you know, I thought that Georgia State was going to be able to keep that momentum that they had early on and going into the second half. It might be tough, but they could do it. I thought that, but just was not the case. The Cincinnati won their eighth game in a row and advanced to Sunday's matchup against either Nevada or Tennessee, Texas. Um, After trailing 42-32 early in the second half, Georgia State, they – actually are now 24-11 to end the season. Uh, they rallied to take a pair of one-point leads, and uh, the last one came off a, a shot by DeMarcus Simons with 9.30 left. Cincinnati improved to 31-4 and on the season, and uh, they scored 10 straight. So, uh, Georgia State, they put up a valiant effort, but uh, just came up short. Now, uh, Georgia State... Of course, a lot of people remember their 2015 NCAA run when uh, it produced a first-round upset of Baylor as a number 14 seed then. Georgia State actually got into the tournament because they won the Sun Belt Tournament. So uh, it still was not a bad season at all for Georgia State. In my opinion, they're the best college basketball team in the state. Georgia State, you heard me right here. Georgia State is the best college basketball team in the state. Won their conference tournament. They went to the NCAA tournament. Sure enough, they didn't. They didn't win. But everyone else—you take Clark Atlanta, you take Morehouse, you take, of course, Tech, Georgia—they didn't win their conference tournaments. Georgia State did. So you have to be able—if you don't, if, even if you don't win your regular season title. If you're able to win your conference tournament and then go on to the NCAA tournament, that's how I put Georgia State above every other school. Now, you can agree with me. You can disagree with me. That's my opinion, like I said. Georgia State is the best college basketball team in the state. Coach Hunter has has been phenomenal. He has. What can you say? Um, Georgia State has a bright future ahead of them. They'll be back. You know, they, they, that, that team, they're, they're tight in the squad. You could tell they at the end of the game. They huddled together. You know, they, 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 they're a good group of guys. Coach Hunter has this team believing that they can go out and win night in and night out. And that's what you want from a head coach. You, you're doing that. Um, now, you've got some good recruits coming in. Georgia State does have to improve on the rebounding aspect. Coach Turner thought that uh, some of his guys did look a little tired um, as the game went on, not from a, a conditioning standpoint, but just, uh, you know, basically just just be, being tired and, you know, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of agility was, was exhibited in this game. So, you know, maybe uh, you, you, you're able to add some depth maybe in your front court, Georgia State can be able to do that. Um, in this game, speaking of rebounding, Cincinnati out rebounded Georgia State forty six to twenty six. So Cincinnati will move on. And uh Georgia State, they look forward to uh next season. So they only have one senior actually that's leaving, and that's Jordan Session. Jordan Session is the only one. So Great things are ahead for the boys in blue in downtown Atlanta at Georgia State. So, congratulations to the Georgia State Panthers, even though they didn't win. They still had a great season, and uh, I know a lot more is in store for Georgia State. No doubt about that. It's Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. And now we're going to switch gears to Athens, as Georgia hired Tom Crean as his, as his head coach on Thursday. And uh, that actually just finalized the fast pace, and I do mean fast-paced search for a head coach five days after firing Mark Fox. Now, Fox actually was with the school for nine years. He took the Bulldogs to two NCAA tournaments, and uh, Greg McGarrity said, in the end, he just felt like we have not reached our full potential as a basketball program. And I agree with that. I really do. Uh, the last one for Georgia in the NCAA tournament, can you guess can you guess? 16 years ago, 2002. And then that was taken away by NCAA sanctions. So that leaves the most recent win. Can you guess? If you have a birthday this year, you'll be legal. 21 years ago, 1997. Yeah. Georgia's only Final Four appearance came in 1983, and that was uh, actually one year after Dominique Wilkins left for the NBA. Um They've only won one SEC regular season championship, and that was in 1990. Of course, they won the SEC tournament 10 years ago when Dennis Felton was head coach. So, not a lot of success with Georgia basketball here in recent years. But Tom Crean sees potential at Georgia. He does. Uh, Crean was actually turned 52 on March 25th, and uh, he was introduced earlier today at a news conference. And uh, the Bulldogs actually finished 18-15 this season, but uh, they really struggled down the stretch. They really did. Mark Fox was basically just a mediocre coach. That's what they were. You know, you're going to get these 16 and 13 records or 18 and 15 and so forth, but at the end of the day, they're not really getting to the next level. That's the NCAA tur- tournament, getting a win in the NCAA tournament. Getting past the first round, second round, they're not They're not doing that. They're not doing that. So, really, it was basically time for a change. That motto was pretty much all the way in for the job, but he withdrew his name from consideration, and that was earlier in the week. So then you have Tom Crean, of course, who has had coaching experience at Indiana, at times his team has been one, and also Marquette, most notably coaching. Dwayne Wade, he's also coach Victor Oladipo But we're going to Now hear from Tom Creen, the new head coach At the University of Georgia In the men's basketball program And he's going to talk to you now Now this is from his press conference He's going to talk to you about the Three things that you can Expect now that he's the Head coach
1: I hope that everybody will see three things Every day, okay, from this Program starting with me And the rest of it will go from there. Number one, there's going to be an energy. There's going to be an energy. There's going to be a foundation of enthusiasm, energy, intensity, demands, details. But it is going to be done based on what can you do and how can we get you better at this or that versus he can't do this. He won't do that. We don't coach in can'ts and won'ts. Okay? Now, the game is not the place to work on your weaknesses. Okay? But practice is and individual workouts are. And the game is the place to play to your strengths. And our job as coaches is to continue to develop as many possible strengths in the players and in the staff as we possibly can. So that energy is gonna permeate. And I hope that that energy is also coming from the outside. And when I mean outside, I mean outside the gym walls, people throughout the athletic department, people throughout the athletic programs, people throughout the school, people throughout the community, people throughout the Atlanta area, people throughout the state of Georgia, people throughout the southeast region, people throughout the country, and people throughout the world, that they have an energy, that they are excited about what we're doing and what we're building on that court to go along with the other great things that are happening at this university and what's happening in sports. And that energy is going to be at the forefront. Number two, we're going to have that player development mindset. And that player development mindset is not just about extending our left hand, being able to drive it with our right. That player development mindset is making sure that when you meet them and when you see them and when their parents get them back or their grandmother or their grandfather gets them back, that they see a maturity that's growing, that they see an eye contact that's coming, that they see that that presence that's there. Not an arrogance, not an entitlement, not an enablement, okay, but a commitment to an excellence of, 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 of their life, okay, a maturity that says we want to be around that person, okay, uh, 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 an ability to help, a want to, to want to help, a kindness, all right, somebody that shakes your hand, looks you in the eye, and even if they're shy and they're not used to it, that they get used to it, because every player that will play for Georgia, just like all the greats All the teams that have had them before, they are a walking resume for their future and for their life. Every time they walk this campus, every time they put that Georgia uniform on. And it's not just when they put that uniform on in the stag, and it's not just when ESPN is here, it's not just when Kentucky's here, it is every day. And to help them get that is going to be the mission. And the player development of helping them get their individual skills to fit into a team concept so they can move on so like so many of our former players have and enjoy the, the successes and the fruits of that because it didn't matter if it was Victor Oladipo with one scholarship offer. It didn't matter if it was a McDonald's All-Americans. It didn't matter if it was Dwayne Wade with three scholarship offers. If you've got the chip on your shoulder, if you've got the determination to succeed, you can and we will do everything we can help you to do it. And, and that is so big in what we do. And the last thing is, and this is an all-encompassing statement, but there is no doubt we've got to recruit. We have got to recruit. We got to find a group of people that are going to commit to the G. I saw that. I saw that. Uh, I saw that long before today. I did my first TV game in, in uh, uh, Northwestern Georgia Tech. I've been in Atlanta enough over the last year. I've seen that billboard, and it's cool. And I got to make sure I get a T-shirt that has it, all right, or a long-sleeve shirt that has it, because it's it's more than just getting all right, the the, the high schools and the AU programs and those players. We've got to go in there. And, And I hope that everyone will understand as they go down this line they're going to have accessibility to what we're building and that there's going to be a validation in what they're doing. Because if you're working with young people, if you're trying to help players be better, and this is not just men's basketball, but if you're trying to coach and teach, then we want to do everything we can do to help them. It might be a drill here. It might be an idea there. It might be a game. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be there. And we're going to put ourselves in that situation because, because this state is so good and there are so many good coaches. All right? And it's not, whether well, there's high school over here and there's A over there. No, there are very, very good coaches, very good programs. And our job is to treat them with that respect. And hope that we get it back, and as we show them that what we're trying to do and what can happen, and the same things that can happen for the kids in this program, the kids in this state, and the kids that we can recruit, and the same thing that happened with those guys that really worked and got their degrees, and right now our contracted MBA money.
0: All right, that was Tom Crean, the new UGA head men's basketball coach. A little bit more about Crean. He will earn $3.2 million per year. On his six-year contract, that's according to the Athens Banner-Herald, and um, Great McGarity described him as one of the most successful coaches in college basketball over the past two decades. And, of course, you can tell from his press conference uh, comments that he's a very fiery coach. He's 356 and 232 in 18 seasons uh, as a head coach. Uh, He's led teams to nine CW appearances, four Sweet 16s, and the 2003 Final Four with Marquette, led by Dwayne Wade. Crean um, was actually 166 and 135. Uh, with the first numbers that I gave you, 356 and 231 was in 18 seasons at Marquette. But he's 166 and 135 as Indiana's head coach. And Crean um, is, is highly regarded. He's very highly regarded. And uh, so I think there's going to be a new atmosphere with Georgia basketball starting next season. So he wants to pretty much match the intensity. You can tell what Kirby Smart does on the football side. So he wants to bring that same passion and energy to Stegman Coliseum. So uh, we'll see if that translates. And, of course, uh, he talked about recruiting, and that's going to be vital to a successful program for sure. Also now, On the women's side, the women they're in the women's NCAA tournament, and uh, they will be taking on Mercer on Saturday at 1.30 at Segment Coliseum. Uh, Mercer comes in. It's an in-state rivalry here. They're coming into this tournament at the number 13 seed, and Georgia is the number four seed. So it should be a pretty interesting matchup, but I think, of course, Georgia will win this one. Also, going back to the Georgia um, State-Cincinnati game, of course, cincinnati one and they will now take on Nevada. Nevada defeated Texas 87 83, so now it will be Cincinnati and Nevada on Sunday in the second of uh, the South Regional. There, all right. Here's Makes Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. Now, football. We're going to get to soccer in one second as you'll hear my interview with Andrew Carleton, who's a midfielder for the Atlanta United. But the Atlanta Falcons, you know, it's free agency. And, of course, you know, you got so many big names going which way. You know, you just don't know. You know, you need a map <laughs> where everybody's going. But what's a head scratcher is, what are the Atlanta Falcons doing? No one mm-hmm. really knows. They haven't really made a big splash with big names that did, uh, you know, sign off as Lyman, Brandon uh, Who came from San Francisco, but uh, mm, nothing, nothing. Dontari Poe has now signed with Carolina. Um, Adrian Claymore, how could you let this player get away? Led your team in sacks last year with nine and a half. He's going to New England, and I think the fan base is like, "What are you doing? You cannot have a." Interior, basically a rut (laughs) deal. So, I hate head scratcher. I know. I know. You you signed Matt Bryant to, I believe, a three year deal. Brandon Fisco, like I said, you know, an offensive line, but you got to get better at the tight end position. Yes, you do need another lineman. You need, you know, a couple of guys on the defensive line. What about your defensive secondary? Hmm. It looks like they're going to be trying to plug holes to the draft. I don't know. And then, of the course, Thomas Travis said this too. Guys are also released. Yeah, But wouldn't that be too late to try to bring somebody in and try to learn your system? Mm, don't know, but hey, we'll see. But uh, the Falcons not really doing much on the free agency aspect right now, with any notable names, at least. All right, now, the European name for football is football, but uh, of course here in the states we call it soccer. <laughs> Atlanta United they dropped their first game in Houston, and uh, it's a new feature here on the show. You know, so when we do the show, we have an Atlanta United feature. So here, here's your Atlanta United moment. So um, Atlanta United they returned home last Sunday. To a epic, I do mean epic home opener. Now, I've been to some home openers. Let me tell you, but this one, I, I think this was the most phenomenal one I've ever I've ever went to. I, I got to tell you, the, the United fans are great. They turned out, and it was just just great. Uh, that's that's the best adjective I can use. They were great. I could say fantastic. Um, but uh, it was a record crowd, an uh, MLS record, actually, of 72,035 this past Sunday. And, uh, of course, they saw a great contest. The United win. The, the, the United t- t- took care of uh, D.C. United 3-1. to one. And uh, they will re- be returning to Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Saturday, March 17th, to face Vancouver the Whitecaps, and uh, the match is scheduled to kick off at 7.30, and it will be telebi- televised by Fox Sports South, so just in case you can't make it down to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you still can catch it on Fox Sports South. Um, like I said, the United defeated D.C. United 3-1, to and uh, it's an exciting season. Atlanta United 2 is also about to get rid of the start their season as well, and they will play their home game at Cool Ray Field uh, in Gwinnett County, just north of Atlanta, in Duluth, and uh, Vancouver—they're coming off a two-to-one row of victory against Houston on Saturday. And uh, the United are one and one on the season. Vancouver is actually two and zero on the season. Now let's take you inside the United locker room and hear my conversation with midfielder Andrew Carleton
2: on the Atlanta. You know,
0: congratulations. Uh, just talk about getting that first win okay. under your belt.
2: Uh, yeah, thank you for that. And um, you know. I mean, sometimes, you know, you can start the season slow, but, I mean, it's a long season, and so, I mean, we're happy to get our first one, you know, kind of came off to a slow start last year, um, so... Red Bulls Tommy so, I mean, we've been here before we know it's a long season and uh, we're just focused on from here on out just doing the best we can and of course you got Vancouver coming
0: up uh, just talk about that game and uh, how their team will be able to prepare for that one
2: yeah I mean we played Vancouver last year um, at Vancouver um, but um, I think we fell 3-2 I think but um, so we'll definitely be ready for them you know they're a good team they got some good players and uh, just like every team we've come across, I mean, we'll we'll scout them up. You know, we'll we'll be ready for them next week.
0: Feeding off the crowd as well. Just talk about that.
2: Oh yeah. Um. I mean, you know, going on the road. I mean, we had a pretty decent crowd last week in Houston you know some of the fans made a, a big travel over which uh, <laughs> we appreciated um, but you know when we're playing at home and there's 70,000 here um, it gives us that little bit of extra energy I feel like especially once we get tired and the crowd gets behind us you know that little bit of extra adrenaline can push us over the edge sometimes so I mean we're thankful for them and I hope they enjoy what we do so
0: Yes, they do, Andrew. Thank you so much for taking out the time to talk to me in the locker room last week. You'll hear more from the Atlanta United during their season for our Atlanta United moment. So, uh, uh, great win for the United, and I know that they're going to keep it up for sure. All right, the Atlanta United, they actually will go on the road after their game on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So, uh, after they play the Vancouver Whitecaps FC, they actually go to Minnesota. And uh, that game will be on Saturday, March 31st. So they'll be off for a week and then play uh, Minnesota. But they will return home on Saturday, April 7th at 5 p.m. against uh, Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Football Club at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So that should be a good game there as well. All right. Now, the Atlanta Hawks... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not doing very well. Not doing very well at all. Kent Baysmore is out for the season with a bone bruise. You've had some key injuries. DeAndre Bembry has not played well. Uh, When he's been in, he's been hurt. Um, But losing Kent Baysmore was was pretty big, though. Um, Very big. This team is a young team. They're inexperienced, but you know, they're going through those going pains, but the injuries really do hurt. They really do. Um, I wonder whether the Hawks win another game this season. That's my question. Will they? Check out this schedule. Saturday they have – well, they go on the road. They're now on the road. They're on the road for six straight. And Milwaukee uh, – they go to Milwaukee on Saturday. Then on Tuesday, they're in Utah. Thursday, they're in Sacramento. Friday, they're against Golden State. The following Sunday, they're in Houston, and they close up the trip on Wednesday, March 28th, against Timberwolves before returning home on Friday, March 30th, which is Good Friday. All right. Before the Hawks return home on Good Friday, March 30th, the only win that I see on this trip is going to be Possibly against Sacramento on March 22nd. So hopefully, hopefully they can get more than one win. But that's the only one I see. But we shall see. We shall see. But uh, injuries, inexperience has really cost right now. Uh, you just have to trust the process. The team, you know, they're, they're rebuilding. They're going to get a good draft pick. So we still just only have a few more games left. Let's see. Uh, I think it's what? 12 left? Uh, let's see. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It's 13 actually. Uh, let's see. Let's let's recount that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, 13 games left. So can the Hawks get at least two wins out of 13, I'd say one, but we'll see, we'll see, but Coach Bud and the staff, they've got a lot of work cut out for them for sure, but the um, Hawks are on the road, like I said, for six, and uh, it's not going to be easy, for sure, that's going to do it for this edition of TaylorMade's Sports with Kevin Taylor, thank you so much for joining me, and of course, we will keep you in the know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram about what's going on within the Atlanta sports community. Of course, make sure that you check me out anytime on social media at Kevin Taylor98 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Never be discouraged, always encourage, my friends. Until the next time, I'm out